1: The next Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports vetting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Mr. Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, former Arizona Cardinal running back, the pride of Northwestern. Gentlemen, eight days removed from the 2022 NFL Draft, and boy, do we have Plenty to talk about as folks line up in the chat. What's up, Sean? Bo, how are we feeling on this Wednesday?
2: Feeling great. we got a lot to talk about. Patrick Peterson continues to want to talk about his former organization. As always, with Petty Patrick Peterson, he nothing nice to say about his former organization. I was surprised to see what Chase Edmonds had to say, but uh, we'll get into that talk after we get, you know, we're, we're almost a week away from the first round of the NFL draft. It's almost draft day as we're going to take on the Ainsworth and have an incredible draft party there. Excited about it. But uh, the Arizona Cardinals tied to an absolute just electric
1: prospect. Damien, you and Frank did a breakdown of running backs and receivers uh, recently that we'll have up at gophnx.com for members later in the week. But let's start with with Jameson Williams, Damien. So before we get into the blurb from Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback, your takeaways from why the Cardinals could be infatuated with somebody like Jamison.
0: Explosiveness, uh, a game changer. We've seen what Tyreek Hill has been able to do, and you see at Alabama going in the SEC, being able to stretch the field, you know, outrun defenders, and just be an athlete. When you make, you know, grown men, great athletes of the SEC look like boys, and you could score at anywhere on the football field, run every route, and have premium speed, I mean, you're – a need, a a desperate need in the National Football League, and that's why I could easily see why the Cardinals would want a guy like this on their roster. I mean, he's only going to make everyone else better, right, whether it be D-Hop, Rondell Moore, uh, Zach Ertz. I mean, the list goes on. Obviously, Kyler Murray, most importantly, a guy that just fights for yards and gets upfield. I mean, he would be a great addition to have. I mean, I'm always going to go back, though, Johnny. Uh, Is it what they need right now? And to me, uh, I know that we're talking about wide receiver, so I'll say this for another pod, but – He's a, he's a great pick. I just don't know if he's what they need. So what Damien
1: is alluding to is the fact that per Albert Breer of the Monday morning quarterback, it was released today in a, let's call it a chat Q and a about the Cardinals interest in a receiver at pick 23. Um, And basically the, the information read as follows. So Mr. Breer was asked about the Arizona Cardinals interest and he said, quote, the Cardinals have the radar at a receiver at pick 23. He goes on to mention in the same article that the Cardinals are looking for speed opposite DeAndre Hopkins. That it was because once upon a time they wanted to pair Andy Isabella with Hopkins. That, of course, has not worked out, right? You think about somebody like A.J. Green, who his skills are diminishing. They, they want to upgrade, which is great. They want to upgrade that wide position. Breer goes on to say... I've heard it's easy to, to pair somebody like Jamison Williams because of his speed. I've got it sourced, gentlemen. They're infatuated with Jamison Williams it would not surprise me if they had him ahead of Garrett Wilson as their top receiver in this draft. And Breer goes on to mention he would not discount. And we heard the same thing last year about Devonte Smith and Jalen Adams, by the way, with the Cardinals, the Cardinals potentially trading up for Jamison Williams. Should he fall closer to them? Now, there's talk about him, Bo, being a top ten pick. We'll see. But Breer quickly also mentioned somebody like a Sky Moore, a Memphis's Calvin Austin, maybe doing a reclamation project with Jalen Rager. Do they like Chris Olave because of his speed? But it's clear, Bo, like they would love to get Jamison Williams, and I I don't think we can discount them trading up right. for him at this point.
2: Yeah, you, you don't want store brand Jamison Williams. You want the actual thing, right? You want you want the brand. You want JMO. And if you want him, go get him. I, I, I yeah. mean, I, Chris Mortensen with the report saying he's a top 10 guy. And, you know, a lot of people are t- really trying to figure out how this wide receiver order is going to go. I was watching J- Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks break down their wide receivers. They're saying six guys. And, I mean, if it's six guys, it's going probably, you know, who's going to be there at 23? I think when you look at where the wise guys in Vegas are saying Jameson Williams is going to go, it's going to go before 23 as well. So Correct. You know, if Steve Kime wants him, if it's his
0: guy, I mean, what are you, what you, got, are you willing to do to get him, Damian? You you, you got to go up to get a guy, the guys that we're talking about, the Drake Londons, the Jameson Williams, the Alave's. I I mean, at least to like 15, 16 and under that to get a Jameson Williams. So I just don't. See that happening like I, I just I do is it a need and to me I know that we're talking about guys to fill that role but what is Rondell Moore there for guys like that's what I'm going to throw that out there a guy mm-hmm. with speed I know he doesn't necessarily have the ideal statute you know size but he could book and put in the right situations so he can make things happen so I think we're getting you know it's natural to get away from that and get enamored with these guys in the draft I think Jamison Wilson, uh you know Williams is amazing but I just I'm wondering, okay, we got two similar guys, Andy Isabella. Rondell Moore hasn't really had, you know, the same opportunities as uh, Andy Isabella. How is that gonna play out? Because if you get a guy, you know, top 10 pick, what does that do with your second round pick from last year? You know, I mean, well,
1: I, and that's a great point, Damien. I think that a lot of people are thinking, well, is it, isn't Rondell Moore supposed to be the speed guy? Like, don't we have that right. already? Don't we have a poor man's? Hopefully Tyreek Hill. Not according to Albert Breer and Company, which is consistent, by the way, gentlemen, to what we've been hearing about Traylon Burks. Now, th- now they've had a private visit in Arizona with Traylon. They they met with him at the combine. But here's what scouts are saying about Burks: his forty time is troubling for teams. Four five five. It doesn't bother me, but it, it supposedly is bothering teams. And that plenty quote plenty of folks. This is from Brewer's same article. Do not see him in the same tier. With the Ohio State receivers, I'm assuming Jameson and Drake London. Now, I like Burks. You guys like Burks. We all yep. love we, – we want Burks in Arizona. I got an article at <laughs> gophnx.com about my infatuation why I think it's a perfect yep. pairing. But it would make some sense. We're starting to connect the dots here. It's like, okay, well, he's not the fastest guy. He's an inside-outside, a little bit of a tweener. He's physical, which they don't have. But the Cardinals are infatuated with speed, Bo. That, that's, that's what they want for better or worse.
2: Right. And they think that that complements probably DeAndre Hopkins better than a guy like Burks. I mean, even though Burks, you can kind of have a Swiss Army knife and be more versatile as far as what you want on your wide receiver core. To answer Damien's question, I think Rondell Moore, even he can slide into get some reps, get some snaps in the backfield now with Chase Edmonds playing for the Miami Dolphins. I think that that's a guy that can kind of help you add speed to your running back core, even though you know that's not that your traditional move with a guy his size. Um, but you can find, you can find ways to get more of the ball. Zach hurts the ball. I think Deandre Hopkins is obviously going to be the key to this and making this all work out. But if Jamison Williams, if you view him as taking your offense to the next level, I just don't understand why you would kind of wait and, and see how the, like, if he goes top 10 you can't control that. Like how are you no. going to get back in the, in the same thing with the like Jalen
1: Waddle and Devontae Smith, like, yeah. they weren't obtainable guys, but yeah, if, if it does, yeah. if it does shake out to
2: where, you know, Philly was able to kind of finagle getting, was it Devante Smith at 11, right. Yeah. With, they got him after they traded with Dallas and Dallas went out and got, uh, just got their guy at, at the pass rush spot or at the linebacker spot and Parsons, uh, you know, then you can say, okay, what, what are we willing to give up here? you know, is it, is it our third round pick? I mean, it's, it's not going to completely just bankrupt you draft, as far as your draft capital, but if you want them, I mean, Steve Kime has been pretty good as far as his resume in trading, making trades. Uh, I mean, it only cost him what a, a third for, to trade up for Josh Rosen. So third
1: and a fifth. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Third and fifth to go up from 15 to 10,
1: you, probably you, similar. You would assume to get from 23 to striking distance. I think you would have to give up your first round pick next year similar to what the Bears did mm. last year. Now they may have paid a quarterback luxury tax. Go up and get Justin Fields for where the Bears were picking. The Bears were a playoff team two years ago. Then they traded up for Justin Fields. Uh, I think at what was that, pick 10, 11. If James, yeah. I think Jamison Williams is in, is in striking distance if he hits the teens. If he's in the top 10, that's not realistic. It's not realistic to do a Julio Jones once upon a time, Atlanta or whatever that was, six. But I think we're re- we've reached the point now – a future one for Jamison is not off the table. We've got some people in the in the chat. I need to acknowledge Jalen Blair throwing shade at me. If Johnny's in love with Burks, he's the Rosen of wide receivers. I <laughs> listen. A lot of people like Burks. I, I and I like I like the idea of taking Burks at twenty three more so than giving up a future one for Jamison Williams coming off an ACL. But that I I would still equally love it. I would I would love any of these receivers in the right scenario. Just it depends on the asking price. Um, who cares? This is a really good point by Rick James, two, three, four, five. Who cares about 40 time? John Ross is the fastest ever to do it, but he's terrible. I think that's our, our biggest defense, Damien, of somebody like Burks is he plays fast. I don't give a I don't give a crap what his 40 is.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a, a lot of guys, a lot of guys in the National Football League who you see make rosters aren't the fastest, but the coaches can trust them and they get out there and they make plays. And it's not about how fast you run. It's about how you play the game of football. And, you know, what I mean, I always have to tell my son, like, you're not. This isn't track or this isn't weightlifting. This is football. You get yeah. to choose the best football player. And I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, we get it. That's what we have to do, right? That's the only information that we have, right? We have game film, we have intangibles, and now we have measurables, right? And that's from the combine or pro days. And that's what we're going to do, continue to compare. So then you look at the other variables, all right? Who did they play against? You know, what, what, how did you do against these guys? Is it similar competition or better? So that's just the nature of the beast, right? When you're comparing and analyzing. I would just go. I like Traylon Burks because he's a dog. He played in the SEC. He had pr- production. He was able to separate from separate from defenders. There's a multitude of things uh, in the National Football League that you could see he could do with a guy similar to Debo Samuel. And I think he provides a a great, you know, dip. You know, I'd say change of pace for the traditional receivers that the Cardinals have right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ha- and having a guy like him on the team, I think you know it, it, it would be perfect for Cliffs you know, wheelhouse and what he's trying to do.
1: I, and I put it in my article, Bo. quickly, the physicality, no one, I I love DeAndre Hopkins. I love Zach Ertz. They are not physical like this man. Now, he has to do at the NFL level, that being Burks, but I would say everybody in this receiving core, and I would include Christian Kirk in this as well last year, goes down relatively easily. They're, they're, they, they have trouble making people miss, right? Rondell in year two, let's see what he does. Hopkins is, is a yak guy. This is Burke will run through you, will run over you, stiff arms. He's like a running back with the, the Cardinals do not have anybody like that and haven't had anybody like that since Peak Anquan Bolden.
0: I, but Johnny and Bo, I think the question is, do they need to move up to get him?
1: Right. It, you know, yeah. I mean, you, you you've got Traylon Burks,
2: and if according to this podcast, that's who they should who they should be on, but as you're also reporting they're they're infatuated. That's the word you use infatuated Correct, J. J. on Twitter with J- James Williams. So if, if that's true, you know, what are they willing to, to get their guy? Because I mean, and what, how do they view, you know, potentially because what the average draft slot is for, for Burks is 23 and a half. So he should be right there for the Cardinals. So if they need to move up one spot, two pot, spots to get him, if Jameson's off the board, that's a little bit easier. But how to, to get up and how high do they have to get up to get Jamison Williams? I think that's really what we're trying to get to the bottom of. And if, if Steve Kime, if he views him as just this is this is a guy that's going to take our offense to the next level. He's got the game breaking speed that we lack, um, that we can put wherever we want and we can bring him along. And he can be a fixture with our franchise quarterback that we're going to probably pay a ton of money to. Um, you know, this is going to be a building block going forward. This is going to be Patrick Mahomes as Tyreek Hill to really kind of take his game to the next level. I- I'm just, I- I'd be very curious to see what they're willing to give up, if anything, to get into a spot
1: to draft Jamison Williams. I'm, I'm. What I've heard is that they view him as future number one receiver, and there are questions about Chris Alave and his ceiling. Will he ever be better than an, a high end number two? There's questions we know about Burks and his top-end speed. I, I think just we assume Garrett Wilson's going to be off the board. He's going to Do you, be do you have player. questions,
2: though, about his ability to evaluate the position when you look at who oh, he's absolutely.
1: drafted? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, but I think that we're on the same – like most people right now, is there a faster riser in the draft than Jameson Williams right now? I, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who's gone from – he tore his ACL. He'll be a first-rounder probably in the back end to he could go top 10 – so that makes me feel a little bit better. Now, when mm-hmm. I hear all the garbage about the small school guys and I'll think thinking the room and we're <laughs> working out the D tackle from, from UConn, that's where I get a little scared. Offensive uh, I, tackle. At least. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> or like Here's them being tied to a center, you would say. Like if be- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Here's what I will say. You look at the t- you look at the the, the first round right mm-hmm. now. I think the sweet spot for me, he gets past the Jets. I don't think the commanders are taking another wide out with they got to figure out Terry McClellan's situation. If he gets past Minnesota at 12 and you call up the Houston Texans, they're looking for a veteran receiver, right? And they need more picks, I would assume, for their rebuild. I think you would want to jump ahead of Baltimore, pick 14. Now I know Baltimore took a wide out last year, and they've got their situation with Hollywood Brown. they I don't doesn't sound like they're gonna pay him. So it just I, I think the sweet spot right now is between 12, 13, 14. And to get up ten spots for Jamison Williams, should he fall outside the top ten, the asking price is as a first rounder next year. It has to be. So if you're if you're if you're willing to give up that first, great. Now, if, I, I don't, I just, I don't think he gets past like the Saints at sixteen, the Saints at nineteen, the Eagles, once the Eagles at fifteen and eighteen. We know the Eagles wanted Calvin Ridley this off season. They didn't get Devontae Smith last year. They wanted Devonte, right? And so, or they got Devontae Smith. I'm sorry. Um, uh, but they've been looking for a veteran receiver. You cannot, if you're Steve kind wait to the back half of the teens, if he falls, you got to get aggressive. You got to go if you want him in the early teens, Bo.
2: Yeah. And, and, and what, I, I, don't, I'd be very hesitant to give up a first round pick. I mean, think about, it. we talked That's about the optics. asking price though. I know what, I mean, you're going to give up a first round pick for a guy that is, is going to probably not to start the season on your roster. I'm
1: not, but I, yeah. this,
0: well,
1: I, I know this is, I don't there's
0: Yeah, Yeah, I I I just don't think they do. I I call it, as a kid said, that's Cap. That's Cap. (laughs) (laughs) That's Cap. Uh, I just think that, as you mentioned, if he's not playing at the beginning of the season, I mean, they want, I I understand that you could look out for the long-term period of a person's career, right? We're not thinking, we're thinking year two, you know, second half of year, you know, year one, it's a longer season. But I, I just think for those reasons, and the needs that they have, I think that they could get what they need and, and a great player at 23. Unless they move up, John, as you mentioned, from roughly about 9 to about 14. Unless that happens and it requires a number one, I don't see the Cardinals.
1: Would you guys give up a second? Would you give, would you give up pick 55 this year to go up, let's say, to get Jamison and you're jumping somebody in the mid to, to high teens?
0: So, like, I ha- I think you need to be at, like, ah uh, a second for for like 13.
1: well you're not getting to 13 without with with your second I'm saying let's say he falls to 16 17 18 that range and you you start making some calls maybe the Saints want to recoup some of the picks they lost in the trade-up they don't like the board the way it's fallen would you Bo Brock, give up a second <laughs> rounder for Jamison this year pick 55. I will
2: I will here's why I because would. because it makes your offense elite potentially it mm-hmm. makes your offense elite. It gives you something opposite DeAndre Hopkins that the rest of the league was salivate at. I mean, and, and opposing defensive coordinators would lose sleep over to, to put a weapon, the caliber of Jamison Williams, eventually in your lineup. And I know that it, it would make you grit your teeth and sweat about making the pick and giving up the second, but it, it gets you in a spot. I, if, I, and if it's, if it's anybody else, if it's any of the if they fall in love with one of these wide receivers and they're available and they think that it's going to take their offense to the next level, I mean, that's why you hired Cliff Kingsbury. That's why you drafted Kyler Murray. That's why you went out and you got DeAndre Hopkins, to have this offense be the calling card of the Arizona Cardinals. Why not go out and give yourself the best chance, especially when you're trying to woo your quarterback uh, to come in and, and, and continue to be the face of your franchise?
1: Why not give him, him the best tools going forward? Here's the blurb I mentioned earlier. Uh, This is from, again, Albert Breer. I do think if Alabama's Jamison Williams were to drop and be there, I don't think he will. The Cardinals wouldn't stay on the clock very long. Maybe they'll even move up to get him. I've heard what I've heard on their interest, but there's easy logic here too, and that's that DeAndre Hopkins generally needs a burner alongside him. That's why Houston drafted Will Fuller and why Arizona has given Andy Isabella so many chances.
0: Guys, Rondell Moore is on this football team.
1: But that, but they don't, clearly they don't <laughs> view him as that though. Yeah. He's not the guy.
0: I mean, he's not a burner. I mean, dude ran a 4 3. He can, I run. think he can, I think he can be but, a big part of this
2: offense. I just don't think he can do the things that, that Jameis Williams can do.
0: Was, and I mean, are you looking for a Chrisman Kirk replacement? Because I, I think, I want how, an upgrade. I want an know, upgrade. Whatever how I look like. at it, how I look at it, before Kyler Murray got hurt, injured, obviously, you know, DeAndre Hopkins obviously got injured as well everyone looked at this Cardinals offense as elite. Would you guys not say that? With Kyler Murray breaking yes, the records yes. and doing that? and especially the, after they okay added okay Yeah. Okay, then. So I think that, you know, with guys like James, I don't think that they necessarily require to move up to, you know, 10, 11, 12 to get a guy like Jameson. you know, Williams. I think that what they need to do is get a guy like Traylon Burks at that position because I think that he can help. And then you can move Rondell Moore around. And then you're not sweating because you gave up a second, you know, a great pick for your your, your organization. We and go. I we and figured I, it all out.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got to figure it out here. PHX <laughs> Cardinals. Jalen Blair saying, "I think what a lot of us are is like, can can Rondell Moore just be a better version of Christian Kirk? Can he get those underneath targets? I think he's going to this year. You've got to try. Him. Yeah, they're going right. to try for sure. AJ Green's going to keep the seat warm. He's get he's getting paid three million dollars guaranteed on the outside." Right. Is the why he's in keeping Kyler, the sea warm for somebody. What was Kyler so good at the deep ball? I mean, as far as big plays,
2: he was, I mean, you, you'd be hard pressed to find a better quarterback in the league, especially when healthy and, and getting time. I mean, Kyler Murray had more big plays than Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, and he missed three games. I mean, Kyler Murray can sling it deep. And if you can get a guy that can run up and under it, Jamison Williams, I don't think there's a better guy in this draft at doing that.
1: Go get. Him. When I I want to also say we're not like I'm not I love Burks, but I'm not saying that he's a better prospect than Jamison Williams, especially right. when Jamison Williams right. is healthy. Right. Yeah. He's I not, think
0: everybody. Yeah.
1: Like so, like I think the argument it is is going to be continue to be is like okay, what's it going to cost you? Because right. both of them mm-hmm. are on the board at 23. You take Jamison Williams health and that permitting. Was,
2: that was the qualifier right? for Breer, too. I mean, he's like if he yeah. starts if if Williams drops, then the Cardinals would be aggressive in in trying to make it happen for them
1: it's just nice to see number one Brewer acknowledge the Cardinals are keen in on, on a receiver they have interest in in jameson clearly they've 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 met with with Burks twice they they love the kid from Penn State right they I think they're giving themselves options right assuming the board falls a certain way I've got it sourced today gentlemen Andre booth the cornerback at the a Clemson they have concerns with his medical so I do not think he is an option for them at pick 23 we've talked about it a little bit Devontae Wyatt the other defensive tackle, maybe with a higher upside out of Georgia, he's off their board because of character concerns. So now it's, you start to whittle things down. McDuffie right. goes before Carloftis. <laughs> Don't you? I was going to say I knew I knew our guy Da was going to have a problem with that. <laughs> they met with him twice. I would yeah. I mean, hate it because <laughs> here's the thing: with which I feel like with Burks or Williams or hell even Dotson, one of these kids at receiver helps you next year. George Carloftis. Does nothing for me in 2022, and I get you don't draft for for the rookie year. I think George Karloftis could get Vance Joseph fired. That's my I, my take on it. I think he's limited in what he can do, and I think the amount of pressure that becomes on Vance Joseph is immeasurable because of the fact that it's the third consecutive. I don't care if he plays outside linebacking prospect. You've given this coordinator stop with the insanity. Stop it.
0: But I mean, we all we all we've talked at length about the void that the defense has. But the offense is going to have to score hundred points every game if you do not address. But that's you know, the NFL, NFL in today, though. I don't, know It's not. I mean, you look at the you look at that Super Bowl. Who who helped that game? Aaron Donald. You know, Bob yeah, won the game. Yeah, he they won, won the game. game. In the they, game. Yep. they won it. I mean, don't get me wrong. The quarter, but I receiver, I do
1: I think that a receiver could be solidifying this team again as a, a good playoff team. A solid, like, they're getting into the playoffs. They're a wild card. I don't think any move in this draft is going to help them overtake the juggernaut that that are the L.A. Rams. I think you take George Karloftis at 23, and you're fucking around in November, (laughs) and he's playing special teams. Does not help you in 2022 get to the playoffs. It doesn't at all. I'm sorry, George. I would rather play Dennis Gardeck all next year than, than watch George Karloftis with his four sacks in the Big Ten. I don't care what his projections are. Play... Uh, if we pass on the trail on Burks for George Karloftis, I'm going to lose my shit at the Ainsworth next Thursday. I to and, and see I, that. Yeah.
2: I see the, the people talking about the slot and what position he primarily yeah. ran routes in, but look, I mean, you look at the advanced analytics and it's a guy who on go routes is, his open rate was 50%. And that crushes a guy like Drake Burke or Drake London, who was primarily an outside guy. So, I mean, you, you got to. I mean, Burks, when given the opportunity and Arkansas wasn't exactly throw the ball deep down the field. I mean, they were just trying to get their playmaker the ball the most they possibly could. And that's what Burks was. So don't, don't get like, don't get caught up in where he primarily played in college. And we know Steve Kime doesn't get caught up in that to a fault. <laughs> yeah, he
1: doesn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, you're looking at these receivers and I think all, I would be pretty content with uh, s- uh, s- Six of these guys.
1: Correct. That's the correct answer. Bo Brock. That is. That is. <laughs> but I saw way.
2: in the chat too. I was like, I, I don't mind Zion Johnson. I really don't mind that no. pick. I was, you know, it's you're you're getting a starter right there, and,
1: and I'm I would love at 23. If you can get an impact player at 23, I'd love it. Here, here's an interesting point. Before we got to move on, okay. um, my buddy at Seth Cox RevengeOfTheBirds.com mentioned to me you watched the Cardinals' flight plan video that they do on their website great stuff right yeah. yeah michael bidwell doing the red carpet signing thing for a lot of these players right you know who didn't get that will hernandez what does that tell you nothing's only anything promised promise to will hernandez i, I think if you take his eye on johnson somebody like that at pick 23 like that dude he's 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 playing over will hernandez like will you want to try to battle for a future left guard spot and you know in two years when justin pugh has gone that's fine but like number one Linderbaum supposedly is falling because of size. So I know they've worked out green twice, the kid from Texas A&M. And if they like Zion Johnson, great. Like, guard is very much in play to to whomever put that in there. But I just thought that was interesting. Like, Will Hernandez is a little pet project for – he's a starter right now. He's a pet project for the offensive line coach, Damian.
0: Yeah, I mean – you're picking up on a lot, some a lot of details there. You know, Johnny. That's what we're I mean, doing like, here. We're doing, we're we're, I mean, we're going and, and, under the
1: microscope. We're doing
0: it all. I mean, like you said, I mean, you get guys to feel the positions, and I mean, it's always competitive. I mean, that's one thing that you know Steve always talked about that the roster is going to continue to be turning. And I think that you get guys, no one's going to feel comfortable until you get that security, right? Of the big deal, which is Kyler's trying to get. He's trying to get paid because he's trying to get that security. A guy like Will Hernandez just has to. You know, do his job. If they get another guy in there, he's gonna have to compete. That's just what it is. I mean, it's just football, unfortunately.
1: Speaking of football, gentlemen, oh hell yes. A week from tomorrow, finally the day has arrived, April 28th, 4 p.m. at the Ainsworth, myself, Bob Brock, Damian Anderson, Frank Sanders. The guest list via the Bergang Travel Club, PHNX Cardinals, is too big to name. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to name some Arizona Cardinal starting guard in the Super Bowl, Deuce Latoui just yes, announced. Sir. Sean Phillips, Marshall ship come out a who's who. And then I don't want to say the, the gem of the group. Cause you're all gems in my book, but Byron Murphy CB one will be in the house, meet and greet, get a photo, get an autograph. First 50 in it's full free food and drink specials giveaways. We're going to be live. I, I we're going to be talking for four hours. God help us uh, as we have wall to wall coverage of the first round instant reaction, Bo's gonna be at the facility halfway through the night. Pray for him if they draft the corner. <laughs> it's gonna be a great time, gentlemen. Yeah,
2: what's my instructions if they draft the corner? I have to. Well, have to assault I, Steve Kym. I I never
1: said that. Maybe give mixed <laughs> words, Steve. What okay. the hell are you doing? You can't stop the run, Steve. But if if he takes Traylon Burks, you know you know the instruction. You kiss that big bald man right on the mouth, and say thank you from PHNX Cardinals. It's good for the Cardinals. It's
0: good for our brand. And Johnny's gonna gently take a Bud Light to the face, gently, <laughs> very gently. Redeem himself yeah. completely. Yeah, we'll
1: get to we'll get to that as oh, we get closer. Right. We we'll
2: we'll show get, the graphic. Heck, what are we I doing? Know. Come on, no. we gotta do don't, our guy
1: dirty like that. You're gambling like on it. on my livelihood. I'm gambling <laughs> on the DraftKings sportsbook app. The NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Let's go. Last night wasn't great. We're not gonna talk about it. It's very sad. Uh, get in on the first round of the action tonight. The Nets are playing right now. I got money on them against the Celtics. They take care of business money line all day. This week, new customers can bet five bucks on any team to win and $150 in free bets. Instantly you win, no matter what all DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same game parlays. Plus each day of the first round, which is scheduled to continue here, get a risk-free bet up to 10 bucks. If your same game parlay doesn't hit no matter what, you're cashing in. It's a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Put $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs. Get $150 in free bets instantly. You lose. use, use that promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over. Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Children
2: five and older also eligible for COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick. The vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized, dying from the disease, safe, free, highly effective vaccines are available throughout AZ. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Oh, it happened again. Anytime they fire up the microphone, the cameras over at the All Things Covered podcast, you know that the tea will be spilled from old Pat Pete. P2, guy who I will say from 2011 to 2017 was incredible. Absolutely electric on the field, model citizen off the field. Then 2018 hit, and like many things in the organization, the shit hit the fan, and it was not great. He wanted out. He requested a trade. The next season, PED violation. You saw his production kind of fall off a cliff after that, and he played his way out of Arizona, ended up signing with the Minnesota Vikings, re-signed this offseason season. Guys, Patrick Peterson had another former Cardinal on his podcast today, along with Brian McFadden, uh, former NFL cornerback, former uh, Cardinal, Steeler, and also P2's cousin. Uh, Chase Edmonds joined them, and they had some comments on the organization. Do we have these in a graphic form? And I can read what uh, what Chase Edmonds said about uh, about the organization, or I could just read we them have, right. We've got it in the rundown, my man. Yeah, we do have it in the rundown. And I've got the rundown right in front of me uh here's what chase edmonds was asked about the cardinals organization too many comments to put in a graphic frankly that's right just in terms of the drama you definitely saw it the way things ended the last two years it wasn't up to our standards at all and you could see the frustrations burling boiling over um but he kind of gets into the that he doesn't feel like he feels like there's a a culture problem as far as the cardinals organization is concerned uh doesn't name names. Patrick Peterson agreed with him. Uh, Peterson said, and he continued, what he's kind of gone after since he left the desert was that they didn't retain stars. Mentioned Clays Campbell. Mentioned Chandler Jones. I'm sure he included himself, P2, in that conversation. Uh, Chase Edmonds say, you know, teams with good culture, quoting him, Baltimore Ravens, New Orleans Saints, and San Francisco 49ers. Those teams, no matter how talented they look, from top to bottom, they just find a way to win damn games. They find ways to continue to be in big games, successful seasons year after year. And, uh, you know, they were, they they were pretty much in unison as far as bashing the Cardinals, as far as their, their culture and didn't think that Kyler Murray would end his career as an Arizona Cardinal as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, they both know it a little bit more intimately than we do. Right. And I think that P Two is going to continue to be vocal about his position. But for me, when hearing it come from Chase, I'm like, Chase, really? Come on now, Chase. <laughs> really? I mean, look, look at the progress of this team throughout the last three seasons, right? When when How they inherited this football team, you know, pre- previously to Kyler Murray. What was it? Five, eight, 11 win seasons. You lose J.J. Watt. You lose DeAndre Hopkins. You're comparing apples to oranges here. You're not comparing the same thing in a division that's down. You've won some quality games. The 49ers, I mean, they just got good again. Like, I mean, give the I would say the Arizona Cardinals have progressed over the last three years. Do yes. I think they're a little bit, yeah, absolutely, 1000%. Do I think they're being a, a bit harsh and, you know, feel disgruntled because maybe they're not on that football team? Sure. You know, you're going to yes. be a little bit more fluid, you know, at the mock. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love, I love it, Johnny. Of course, that's what it is. I mean, of Perch. course, that's how I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like really chase. Like, I mean, and I get it. I mean, no, one's going to be, you know, super happy, you know, with, if they have to leave organization that drafted them. But I think that chase had a great career. I think that Patrick was given every opportunity to succeed, you know, out there playing corner. And he was, he was a star in the national football league.
1: Like, When guys don't get paid, they leave organizations. It's typically not pretty, and everybody likes to go back to, like, the situation with Tyron and Chandler Jones. Look around the landscape of the NFL right now. Debo Samuel, which we'll talk about in the last segment, wants to bail on San Francisco. Nobody is happy. Devontae Adams said, get me the hell out of Green Bay. I don't like this organization anymore. I don't want your money. Like, this is not specific to the Cardinals. So we need to understand. Like, do the Cardinals do some things that are a little bit unusual. Do they have shitty uniforms? Yes, but they are not (laughs) some tire fire, right? And Chase Edmonds, is you know, it's unfortunate because like he is very close with Kyler Murray. So there's probably some truth to this, but I guarantee you if the Cardinals present Kyler Murray with 45 to $50 million a year, Kyler Murray is signing that contract and is moving on. Chase Edmonds' money was probably taken from him from a guy named James Conner. He got outplayed in large stretches because he was hurt and he couldn't score touchdowns. And James Conner got that bag. And, and to, to be fair, Chase Edmonds, first day of free agency, went to my, gets to live in South beach, no state taxes, like be happy, Chase, Fourth round pick out of Fordham, given a ton of opportunities, right. Was on a team, by the way, that made the playoffs last year, the Vikings with Patrick Peterson didn't win shit last year. Right. (laughs) So I just, I feel like, it, this it's like the saddest podcast because it's like I hope most people can see through this first of all Patrick Peterson does not look good with dreads if you watch the the podcast like it doesn't it's not a good look on P2 also holding a grudge does not look good on P2 he has made his money he's gotten a series of one-year deals from a, a rebuilding Vikings team like no one's paying pa- like he's pissed the Cardinals didn't pay him no one else is paying Patrick Peterson right
0: no but but guys I mean they're talking they're talking about you know in that article Chase is talking about you know K1 wants to win of course he does I think everyone understands that but we have to realize the NFL is not high school and it's not college and you look at the you know the moves that they've made getting guys like DeAndre Hopkins getting guys like Zach Ertz making midseason trades having all those moves you know getting a guy like Rondell Moore in the organization you know featuring Chase Edmonds they had this seems like they had a great chemistry I just feel like you can not acknowledge, the ele- I mean, you have to acknowledge the elephant in the room. JJ Watt didn't play, and DeAndre Hopkins got hurt. Those were two big factors for their Arizona Cardinals football season—a tale of two different halves, right? So you can sit up there and point the finger. I mean, I get it; it may not always be perfect, and when it's business, it's business, right, guys? That's it—that's shit is going to happen. It is what it is. However, you need to look at the reality of the game and like, what can I control, and what can we do differently, right? You can't replace JJ Watt. You can't replace DeAndre Hopkins. That goes for a lot in any football team. I don't care what you say, it's going to be an issue. Come I mean, this it.
2: is this is two two people who dated the same person, just getting together and commiserating together.
0: It is, yeah. and, and they and we've they all and done, getting,
1: we've all done it. We've yeah, all done absolutely. Tell me why That's, you hate him. Tell me why you hate him. <laughs> oh, my oh God. he's
2: the worst. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when you look at it, the the, the what the Cardinals sent for the Arizona Cardinals is they didn't want to pay guys who were thirty years old a bunch of guaranteed money over a long stretch of time, right. like Chandler Jones, Clay, Clay's Campbell, bit them in the ass. Absolutely. But in the history of the NFL. That's like an exception to it. It's an outlier. It's an it outlier. It is. It really is. It's becoming more and more common because guys are being able to take care of their bodies even better than they've ever been before. But, you know, Patrick Peterson, like he's got a he's got a, a really a grudge with this organization. And it's all on him. Patrick it's Peterson, sad. I don't like watching 2011. This I know it is. It is because of how great he was for so long. But look, to go from the team giving you, you know, history making money at the time to be the top corner. Right. And then to have the career that he had. And then when the going finally gets tough after the Bruce Arians era that just three weeks out of the gates in 2018 request a trade, the PED suspension, his production completely falling off a cliff. And the team saying, hmm, 31 years old. No, we don't want to pay you. We're going to let you walk like that's that's football, man. That's not the Cardinals organization. That's just a smart business move. And if that's the team that I'm going to cover, I'm going to root for, I'm going to go with them every time with that because that's usually how you become a successful organization. You think Bill Belichick's going to pay a guy at 31 to play corner, like top money?
1: Here, and here's what we have to all take like a, a thousand foot view of is th- this, this team struggles in the draft. They do not struggle paying pay players in the prime, both like you've talked about, They've also excelled in free agency. And so none, none of these moves, like the moves that have been done that everybody views as outlier, it's like the Christian Kirk contract. No one in their right mind would pay that. Everybody laughs at the Jaguars. That's great for Christian. Go get your money. But like oh. that, we can't use that as a template for Steve Kime and his success. Like, is the culture perfect? No, right? Would you love to? Like, they're not going to be. This is an asinine comparison. I don't know who if Chase made this or Patrick. They're not going to be the Steelers when you've never won a Super Bowl they're not a national brand like the Packers or the Cowboys right the, the hope is that eventually you you have some some credibility with your fan base you win a couple Super Bowls right that's that's a maturation process which oh by the way can only come with sustained success in tune of a franchise quarterback under contract but I I just they're not like Chase you went to Fordham University. You got drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, and you thought you were you were going to the Pittsburgh Steelers? No, only the Steelers are the Steelers. Only the Packers are the Packers. Like if you if you have any ounce of football acumen and IQ, you know that this is not how this franchise operates. They've come a long way. They did some winning while you were here. They also had a full blown rebuild that that happened in the midst of your rookie season, your second season. So it's like a. I don't understand and, what and, the and Johnny, point of one of the comments
0: I, I think one of the comments that you know in the chat I saw um not, not to mention Salvin blasted P2 but anyway it was about Jordan Hicks and about how he was treated you know you have a veteran guy you sign him then you draft at that position and say this guy is going to be you know the the, the new up and cut co- Zavian is going to be the new up and coming you know middle linebacker Jordan beats him out and then they release him I think that's maybe an issue of what? Yeah, what they're, they're not perfect. About.
1: They they make mistakes, absolutely. And yep. you know what? They may they miss on a lot of draft picks, right? And they fumbled this Kyler Marie extension talk, right? But I we'll mean, see but about they, that. yeah, Bo doesn't believe that to be true. <laughs> but I I feel like they're they're gonna look to say, okay, our our projections are since Michael Bidwell's taken over as this owner, he's got more uh, non losing seasons than losing seasons. He's been to a Super Bowl. He makes the playoffs. They are. This is not like, and they also. To Bo's point, like super aggressive this 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 whole season, it's an outlier. I think Ertz, Marcus Golden, Kenyon Drake, all midseason trades going out and getting a Mike Iupati on the first day of free agency, trading for Chandler Jones, trading for D Hop. Like they they're not the Bengals in the sense of, like they don't not make moves. And and so if I'm a fan of this team, it's just they don't always make the right moves. But I don't
0: I don't have I don't who have has it, who has problems. as well one winner. Right. There's one winner right. out of the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Rams, 31, maybe. Yeah, right. 30, <laughs> 31 teams are trying to figure it out every year. I mean, that's how this game works. So, I mean, no matter what, unless you're – I think the Cardinals, to your point, Johnny, once they're consistently making the playoffs, maybe consistently making the divisional round, we won't have these questions, but I guarantee you it, it doesn't matter. We're still going to be sad. talking. I and don't,
1: it makes me sad that he feels the need to – Like if you watch the podcast, keep my, keep my wife's name. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Pat, you've been gone from the organization for 18 months. We've all moved on
0: move on man that was it's the one the, that was the one that broke yeah. his heart man yeah that's that's what it the was best,
2: the best cooking the best uh other you know extracurriculars that you look for in a good relationship you know yeah. i mean it's he's still thinking about all of it but you know those were his prime years that was with pat pete he's gonna get a gold jacket for his time that he spent in arizona he, I, I get i
0: will it. say he was amazing he was amazing. Yeah, he was. That. That's why it's sad? Yeah. That's why this whole
2: thing sucks. I, I do. Here's here's where I agree though with Chase. Uh, from what his conversation with uh, Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden is the the player empowerment that's going on, and and where I think all 32 NFL organizations need to be scared. I mean, what's going on with Debo Samuel today, and what was you know come out there that he doesn't? He's he's fine. Like the, it's not even a money issue with him in the San Francisco 49ers. It's a usage issue, according to reports. It's like it's NBA level of guys can be happy one day and then, you know, get a fat long deal with all the money and then just be unhappy the next. It's, I mean, that's just, and it's, it's turning in kind of to the NBA as far as guys can, no matter how much guaranteed money is on their contract, they can force their way out at the drop of a hat.
1: Well, and I think that that, I mean, Debo doesn't, we're going to talk about this in the last segment, just doesn't like his usage. Kyler Murray, I would argue, doesn't want to continue the way he's his style of play under his current deal because it resolves in him getting hit a lot and he uses his legs and he's undersized. So everybody has the rationale. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's a culture thing or if that's just individual players. Most of the time it's a money thing. Like this Debo thing is an outlier because it sounds like San Francisco's going to pay him like amicably, but it sounds like he's looking out maybe to his, his third contract, his second big contract, and his body might be broken down at some point because of, how Shanahan uses him. Damien, as a player, and, and you look at how they used Debo,
2: I mean, just touch after touch, that's got to be fun, though, right? Or is, or is that something you get concerned about, you know, as as you get, you know, to money-making money, money making time?
0: Yeah, I think all of the above, Bo. And I think that there isn't much difference between Debo and Kyler Murray in terms of play. I mean, when you look at it, they're both touching the football. You know, they, Debo made what had over 1,700, you know, yards, this all, this second in the NFL in terms of offensive – Production at from the line of scrimmage or for, at a receiver, but you look at Kyler Murray, his style of play being electric, going around the football field, getting hit. It's very similar. So they want to secure that that future right now. A guy like Kyler Murray is looking at like, hey man, the past every season I've been nicked up. So I want to secure that bag right now. And the same thing with Debo. Like if they're going to keep on using me and, and putting me in the backfield and putting me at slot and creating plays for me, I got to be in a position where I feel comfortable. But it sounds like, guys, it's not even about that. He just doesn't even want to be there. It sounds like they're they're willing to give him the money, but he doesn't want to be there. And, you know, we saw I don't know if we're going to get to it, Johnny, the, the tweet from DeAndre Hawkins talking about Carolina <laughs> boys going to be all right. Like, yeah. what, what does that I'm mean? It. I'm into it. I'm into it. Is, is he coming to Arizona? Is he coming let's, to Arizona?
2: Yeah, hold on. Let, let's get into it. I mean, we're talking about an incredible partnership potentially down the line that D-Hop is trying to facilitate. But we have a great new partner in the house. We're excited to welcome OG's brand to the PHNX family. OG's, one of Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens, is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. It's 420, for God's sake. We celebrate on a day like this. Brands like OG's who just absolutely do it right. Their motto, flavoring life. And it's something we can all get behind. Let's get tropical. How about their tropical fruit flavors, including guava, strawberry, kiwi, raspberry, orange, and pina colada. That's my guy, Johnny's favorite. You've got, uh, if you're interested in learning more about OG's and their amazingly delicious variety of flavors, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find an OG's near. You all right? Let's get the graphic up. Our Real guy. Oh, does any
1: does anybody know I can get a pina colada at the Ainsworth next Thursday or no? Is that not from Google? OGs? It'll be available. <laughs> yeah, just popping
2: OGs from yeah. your OGs brand's bag. <laughs>
1: Sorry about yeah. that. Continue, please. All
2: right, let's talk about another duo here. DeAndre Hopkins last year he kind of spoke the JJ Watt signing into existence when he did a somebody made a Photoshop and he posted on his socials and then today after the Debo Samuel drama came out. He posted this. What do you say? Carolina folks, they play
0: anywhere? Is that what? what, what I, I, I don't have they the good, quote. They're good. They're good anywhere. They're good I thought good it was like a
1: Weed and Boys kind of thing.
0: Yeah. No? I agree, okay. Johnny. Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay. It was. Yeah. I see that. <laughs> but, it's like they're good anywhere. Like Arizona, yeah. he's going to be able to make it happen. Like in relation to the, the news coming out about Debo and wanting to be traded, he's basically saying, we'll take him in Arizona, but he, right. I can, I can make plays anywhere. Like we can make plays anywhere, whether it be Houston, Arizona, San Francisco, when you're a player, you're a player.
2: I just, yeah. Uh, And I think everybody agrees, Johnny, that as far as John Lynch and who's going to take phone calls from, he's going to talk to a lot more people than Steve Kime
1: first. Yeah. That, that landline will get cut off real quick. uh, (laughs) When he sees that area code coming from the desert Uh, quickly, we we touched on culture in the last segment. I think once upon a time, Kime and the Cardinals rescued DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans culture into their own culture and got him to sign an extension and they courted JJ Watt. So like to each their own on that whole thing. And I think that that, that I love the D hop recruiting aspect of this because it shows you, by the way, D hop was at voluntary workouts yesterday, uh, which was great to see. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love DeAndre Hopkins He does everything right on the field and off the field. He's a part of the community. I do want a pina colada. No, that is not true. How about this? If they have them after I chug my beer, in record fashion, I reward myself <laughs> after a hard working night where the Cardinals well, ha- take.
0: Has take the over under changed? Has the over under changed? Well, in terms we, of we haven't put
1: has it- DraftKings hasn't put in this an official time on, put- on my over under yet. We're going to preview that. Still. Yes. I, I deserve <laughs> a, a fr- the freshest pina colada the Ainsworth can make uh, next week when I dominate my beer chugging challenge live at the Ainsworth Hotel. But in all seriousness, I would love. I would love an umbrella. I would love a pineapple just stuck on the side. I would love Debo Samuel in Arizona. You talk about exactly what they need. Um, And that's why I think we're all infatuated with with Traylon Burks. It's like, hey, Burks has got some Debo-esque tendencies, right? Inside-outside guy. Uh, Remind me, where did Debo Samuel go to school? South Carolina. So SEC, mm, about the same size. Debo's a little bit shorter than Traylon. Goods, ball skills. Lots. He's six foot. Traylon six three. I just feel like let's just let's have this marriage, and instead of trading for Debo or dreaming about a trade that's not going to happen, let's just go get our own Debo. But let's look at a couple things here. Debo
2: concerned about his usage. Do you think that there's any concern, any concern about who's going to play quarterback next year? Do you think he's been in the practices? He's been in games with Trey Lance, and his inability to kind of become a rhythm passer.
1: Bust. Yes, I hundred percent do. I think that's a real real thing. I want to get my numbers. I'm on a projection. I don't want to play running back. I want to be in a rhythm passing game.
0: He wants to secure his bag and he knows that they're that offense is going to use Debo lean on heavily on Debo in the running game because they know they got a solid defense, right? You know, what it is It's basic math, just like Bill Belichick. We don't pass that much. We run the football, do some bubble screens, things like that. Not necessarily a huge margin for error and throwing the football down the football, throwing, throwing the football down the field, play some great defense. Every game is going to be close. And that's what the 49ers are banking on, right? They run the football, don't turn it over and play, create turnovers and play some great defense. Debo doesn't want to be used like that. He wants to be on an offensive, efficient team where he's not you know, taking on all the responsibilities of the offense to make plays.
1: Jalen in the chat also says, they said Debo's tired of California taxes. Understand that. <laughs> Gas prices. He wants to be closer to home on the East Coast. I, Yeah, I think... If a guy's making his yet. money, it's not going to matter. Can he go to the Jets, guys? <laughs> can he go to the Jets, who
2: have absolutely? Won? I mean, I think they, they, have, the, they have two first well, rounds, right? They have
1: the best odds outside of San Francisco um, via the DraftKings sportsbook app. That oh you can wow. bet on, um That's To fun. secure to secure Debo Samuel, they have the they have the. That's same a bet. top ten pick. That's a right. top ten pick to give up for wide but receiver. But they've got two of them, and you know right. what? I can tell you right now, whomever they draft is not going to be as good as Debo, and they've got all this money because of Zach Wilson making no money. I, if I'm Robert Sala, I've got a familiarity with Debo. He helped me get to a Super Bowl as a rookie. That's that's the easiest trade I've ever made in San Francisco. If at this point if he's not going to play for you, like you'd be yeah. stupid not to take. Yeah, that. What's the, other, what's other, the other, coasts, team? other
2: conference?
0: Is it Philly or the Saints? One of them got two first rounders too, or is they that both? Are, they, both oh, they both. they both. Both got two, two picks in the teens. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So I could see that happening too. You know, I mean, I, I could see that. Ha- I could see him going to a team with two first round draft picks. For sure.
1: I just, it's I think Debo knows like, it's a good time for me to put this out here because uh, the draft's next week and people are calling now that they've tabled discussions. It sounds like upwards of the past week. I love this trend. San Francisco's having to deal away prime players. I got I I the culture
2: that Chase Edmonds mentioned, you know, yeah, it's great culture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not, the Cardinals not are better asked. off. The Cardinals are better both off. I'm being nice to, to Chase, but I'm being nice to Yeah. <laughs> No Debo in the division means the Cardinals, I think, have a legitimate chance to. Uh, I mean, what, just, what happens to. Okay, I think right now people agree that San
2: Francisco's ahead of them right now is the NFC West hierarchy. You got the Rams and then you probably got the Niners edging them out right now. Vegas much, thinks that. Yes. But not much. Yeah, not, not much. But if you take not, Debo not off much. that roster, I think the Cardinals are back in that two spot. Correct. Yeah. i
1: would agree with that. i would agree with that. You can't even have though freelance starting and not have Debo Samuel, yeah.
2: Even or though that no. that takes it doesn't give the Cardinals any more of a prime position to get a wide receiver because then that becomes a priority for San Francisco with whatever first they pick up, they're probably going wide receiver. Guys, but they will not. Keep,
0: I know that we keep talking about wide receivers, but Damien, don't. Me, you know where I'm going. <laughs> don't say his name. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to say Carlota's. I promise you, I won't <laughs> say his name. But I will say if you look at the the, the division and you look at the defenses. What are they led on? What are they led by? San Francisco, their defense. No, their pass, mean, yeah. pass rush, yeah. Their pass rush. That's what the, I mean, the Cardinals, I think are, I mean, don't get me wrong. You could always improve. And I love what you're doing with Traylon Burks. And if any one of those top five, six guys drop to 23, absolutely. However, I don't, I mean, with what the Cardinals have defensively, are you guys okay with that? Like you guys yeah, are really you better okay. be
1: because you you've used all of your spoils the past two first rounds. Like you don't get any more first round picks, Steve. On defense, you have to make it work with what you have, and I haven't seen what you have because you haven't played your rookies. So I think this year, first of all, let's let's be clear about something. Vance Joseph, to our best of our knowledge, did not get a contract extension. They could be running a completely different defense this time next offseason with a new coordinator. If they have, a, let's say, they bottom out defensively, Kyle and Cliff aren't getting fired. Why do I want to sink yet another first-round pick in a pass rusher that may not fit my scheme a year from now? Vance, you go out, make it work with the guys you had in your building last year. You know everybody. You've seen everybody. Devon Kennard's right. back. Make it work, and, if, and if, if you can, great. But I'm not giving
0: you any more firsts for you to screw around with. No way. But I mean I'll, I'll say it again is it all Vance or is it a disconnect between It probably is both. It probably the scouting is department and you know what the what they're running, right? They're hey, we just got the best available guy. Make it work, guys. All right. You know what I mean? Like pound. <laughs> it. Talk to you later. You know what I mean? I would like, tell Vance Joseph
1: go pick whom you want on the free agent market and we will pay for them after the draft. I am not giving you George Karlovkis as much as I dislike that the prospect at 23. I'm giving Cliff Kingsbury either an impact offensive lineman or an impact weapon to help my core. something to help Kyler Murray, an investment on Kyler Murray. Enough defense, enough. That's why I said if they pick a corner what with about the way a, this a guard,
0: team,
1: I'd love it. <laughs> a guard, I'd love it. Yeah, because you know he's going to play right away, and this team gets eaten alive on the inside by Aaron Donald and Armstead for San Francisco. Like, I feel like your heart would sink if they got a guard. No, 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 because Sorry. you're getting. One of the best guards at twenty three. Well,
2: yeah, you you would. And, and as far as Cliff's offense, is, is interior pressure is is key to slow down and and that would be that would help you in the future and in, in keeping Kyler Murray upright. I think I think that, that's, that's, huge. that's yeah, huge. Yeah, it's Absolutely. huge. Absolutely. So Zion Johnson, I think
1: that's a nice consolation prize to, to the wide Absolutely. receivers. Green, the kid from AM. Um so much good stuff, guys. We've had a banner draft conversation today. I'm glad everybody's I'm fired up. People in the chat are fired up. PHNX Cardinals is fired up. I want to remind everybody, become a member at gophnx.com. I plugged my article, shameless plug, if you will. Trelon Burks, why he's just with the doctor ordered. That's live right now at gophnx.com. You can read it for 50 cents or If you want to become a member, right? You pay under 60 bucks for the year. You can get a free t-shirt like this, the Bird Gang t-shirt, which I may or may not be rocking. Bo has the black and white tee. We're going to be oh, potentially well. sporting our new hats next week at the Ainsworth. Unless I want to opt to, to show off my perfectly coiffed hair. Damien's got an undershirt on, but it's incredibly fitted and impressive on Damien's felt <laughs> physique here. Uh, but again, under 60 bucks for the entire year. Peach and X Merchandise Locker. Get a free T-shirt. Gentlemen, we are just under, just over one week away. Ainsworth Hotel. Quick plug. Again, remind you, go get your RSVP now. Come and hang out. You're going to be sitting around next week. It's max capacity is 100. So once we hit 100, that's it. And you're going to be sitting around next week saying, man, I should have signed up for that. Go do it now. Cardinals live next Thursday at the Amesworth Hotel. I'm so excited. Byron Murphy, Damian Anderson, Frank Sanders, Marcel Schiff, Sean Phillips, Duth Latoui, Arizona Cardinals content. Kime will be speaking to Bo Brock that night directly the two men will lock eyes i can't wait
2: (laughs) tomorrow uh it's the most useless press conference of the year it's the pre-draft press conference where it's going to be cliff and it's going to be Kime. they tell you nothing they sit there for like 20 minutes and they tell you nothing about who they could pick in the draft but it is going to be interesting to see if anything about kyler comes out tomorrow we'll have
1: that for you on tomorrow's episode did i call it a hotel again it's not a hotel but you could say we're having a hotel party in the in the restaurant because that'll be a good time. <laughs> okay.
0: The Ainsworth is a restaurant.
1: It's a restaurant, it's not, not, a it's hotel, not a hotel. I'm so excited. I want to <laughs> remind everybody be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Bo, Damien, I can't wait to dissect the hell out of that press conference this time tomorrow. But until then, we'll see you later.